Welcome to For Such A Time As This, a podcast from St Nick's in Durham. A chance to explore what does Lent mean for us in 2021. Each week we will take a theme and explore what it means in such a time as this. Hello, I'm Sarah. Welcome to the penultimate Lenten edition of For Such A Time As This. Today we're going to be talking about love next week for our final, final recording. We're going to be talking about perseverance. We'd love to hear how you've been engaging with these podcasts, what has spoken to you. Thank you for coming with us on this Lenten journey. But for now, before we start our chat... Let's just take a moment to pause. We step away from our busyness, calm our hearts, quiet our minds, help us to be still. Thank you that you have been with us in everything we have already done today and you will be with us in everything we still have to do. May you speak to us and bless us as we explore love at such a time as this. It is great to have Miriam with me today. Hi Miriam, how are you doing? Hi Sarah, it's great to be here again on this podcast. Fantastic. Today we are going to be talking about the subject of love, which is quite a huge subject and also kind of a loaded word, I think. I mean, one of the first things I thought about when I was thinking about this podcast was about Love Island. Now, I have never watched Love Island, and I'm sure you haven't watched Love Island either, Miriam. You're not the sort of, of girl to do that. But I just think love has a meaning for contemporary society that is maybe different to the church's understanding. So I guess my first question is really, what do you take that word love to mean? Yeah, you're right, Sarah. We use the word all the time, don't we? We say, I love cake. Uh, we love our friends. There's romantic love. There's all sorts of ways that we use the word. Um, and I try to think about how I, if I put it in a sentence, what would I say? And I'm not sure I can condense it to a sentence. <laughs> um, but I wonder if there's something I was thinking about this and whether there's something that the world's understanding of love is quite often self-centered. So those shows like Love Island or um, any of the dating shows that are on the reality shows, it's all about sort of finding, fulfilling your own desire and um, sort of quite a self-centered view, perhaps. Whereas I think that, well, the church, we teach a selfless understanding of love, don't we? A God's love is selfless. And I wonder if that's maybe a distinction there about whether it's about just you or about actually loving others first. That is a brilliant word to use, isn't it? Selfless. And I think this is one thing we can learn from the ancient Greeks, isn't it? With all their words for love. Um, Much as studying ancient Greek is causing me trauma at the moment as I'm preparing for an ancient Greek exam. They had different words, didn't they? For different types of love. Whereas we just use this one word. You're absolutely right. For cake, for football, for... um, for people we might we might want to become romantically involved with for our parents and yeah it doesn't work does it necessarily just using one word for all of those things um yeah we can definitely learn from them now i've got two two different books on uh well i've got loads of books which mention the subject of love but there's two books which i've been pondering recently one's called love is a verb and one is called love does and i wonder if maybe thinking about love 
more as a verb than as an emotion, more as an active thing, um, might be helpful. I wonder what you think about that. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? We often probably choose uh, love and maybe, yeah, we definitely list it on there, top emotions that people feel. Um, but as an act, uh, yeah, verb, so actions, the way we behave and um, things we do that show love and sort of a way of life, really, a loving way of life. Um, I like that understanding of, and I think that's that's what we call, don't we, to follow the way of Jesus and the way he lives his life. And he does that by loving people and acting in a way that shows love, which isn't always like necessarily the same way we would show love, but it's a good challenge to us then and our understanding of what love is. Yeah, I mean, I think if, you, if, if, if Jesus uh, was was following the five love languages, he'd be pretty good at the whole acts of service thing. I mean, he, he would have been good at them all, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I think for me, uh, as, as a mum and having cared for my kids when they were very small and hopefully still caring for them now as they get that bit older, a lot of the love that's required of a parent is very practical love I mean when they're when they're really tiny they are totally dependent on you to do everything for them and I think yeah being a parent for me was really a teaching experience I think about love and the fact that you just it's just something you just have to keep doing as well I think you're right though love changes doesn't it and um that parent-child relationship um from a child's perspective myself that has changed over the years um leaving home meant the relationship with my parents changed not in a bad way but it meant that we showed uh, love and how we sort of communicate with each other and our relationship significantly changed um as that sort of leaving home and yeah as you say when you're a teenager and all those sort of things so it is I don't think love isn't a static thing is it it's a thing that grows within uh, relationships and how um we relate to one another and the way we treat each other but yeah it doesn't st- stand still no, absolutely not. And I think one of the hard things over this past year, hasn't it, I mean, for me, and I'm, I'm sure for you as well, knowing where you are, is being so far away from those people that you that you love. And, and, and actually, for me, over the last month, it's been really hard hearing all the, oh, yes, you can meet with a friend and you'll be able to meet with your family again. But my family lives so far away. There's no chance until we're able to stay in somebody's house or in accommodation to see them. Um and yeah, love at a distance is is tough, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, um, you're right. I Yeah, I'm also not particularly close to lots of my family, as in uh, geographically close in sort of proximity to be able to reach people. And and it's been, but it's been interesting. I think I've seen lots of really creative ways that people have um, been able to show love, whether it's sending surprise parcels or letters, I think I rediscovered this year, uh, like cards and letters. And I think, that's kind of yeah it's been really tough it's also been really lovely to see a way that um sort of how people have been okay I can't do what I normally do but how I really want to show um love to someone like it's birthdays or Christmas and going like oh how can I do that how can I do that in a new way um which has been quite exciting actually to rethink about um the way that we show love to people yeah, and I love those images of of people kind of hugging their hugging their grandparents with those bits of plastic sheeting. I mean, a bit wacky, but yeah, it, it's, it's that physical element as well. I think is important, isn't it? So, thinking about the Bible, I was thinking about this. Well, there's two different ways we can go with this, isn't there? We can talk about God's love for us, uh, and we can also talk about the commandment for us to love one another. So, first of all, God's love 
for us? I mean, it's obviously foundational to what we believe, I think, as Christians, isn't it? Is there a particular verse or particular passage in the Bible that really speaks to you of God's love? Yeah, and actually David talked about this a few episodes ago in Joy, but the prodigal son or the father has always been an, uh, an image I've loved, the idea that the father sees the son far off. Not only is he like waiting, he's actively looking for the son to return. And then when he does, he runs towards him. And it would have been so like just not the done thing. Like it's so not um, at all what would have been expected of a, of a respectable man to run towards his son and give him a big hug. But yet God's like we're happy to do that, willing to do that for us, even when we don't deserve it. And that's for me has been a, always been an image that has been helpful. Yeah, to do the embarrassing thing, because that, as you said, that wouldn't have been done, would it, in that culture? Yeah. So, to run towards somebody. Yeah, undignified, but yeah, he wanted, happy to do it because he just wanted to welcome his son home. Yeah, that is such a brilliant passage. I mean, for me, I was thinking about Hosea 11 and, and that beautiful passage at the beginning there about God's love for Israel and um, picturing um, there was a tiny child. So Hosea 11, verse 3, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realise it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. I lifted the yoke from their neck and bent down to feed them. And for me, it's the intimacy of that, the, the closeness um, of God's love that... that spoke to me at one particular time of my life and really still speaks to me but there's so much isn't there about about God's love I think there's that bit in one John where just about being a child of God and I think when life is tough knowing that you are God's child God's precious child is a really helpful thing absolutely that I'd yeah it amazes me every single time isn't it so you will share your inheritance co-heirs with Christ and that's amazing I mean <laughs> like how on earth is that like possible our logical brains think and yet um God through his love that's what he says yes you will be co-heirs with Christ um because I love you and Jesus has bridged that gap and uh, dying on the cross he's done and made it possible for us and yeah that's just amazing I think if we we sometimes say it a lot don't we we're forgiven sons like crosses what sins away but actually we stop and think about what that means it's incredible like it's crazy to think that we love so much um that he would do that yeah fabulous I wonder has there been a time in your life when you've had a really tangible sense of God's love yeah, I think at different points throughout my life, there's been moments um, where, particularly through other people, um, that I've known that I've just felt loved and known um, by God. I think actually, particularly this last year, like I've um, ended up living in very di- different places, various places across the country as a student. And um, and yet there have been so many people just sending a quick message saying, how are you doing? Think of you, praying of you. Um, let me know how you're doing, if I can do anything to help. And um, that's just been amazing. Or like friends who reconnected with friends from school um, and sort of sending cards in the post, as I said before. And just those sort of ways that I've really felt loved and known um, through that. I'm like, oh, I, actually, I hadn't reached out, but somehow they know to reach out and sort of that knowing that God loves me and is showing that through other people. 
Yeah, and sometimes it can be surprising people as well, can't it? I mean, when I was pregnant um, with Micah and life was quite complicated for a whole host of reasons, um, I remember going to the GP and just so something she said to me was just almost a message from God in, in terms of, yeah, look after yourself, put yourself first for a little bit. And, and it really was, it really, for me, it, it really helped me at that time. And another time for me, this is, a, this is a long and complicated story. I won't go into all the details. But when Johnny was three months old, um, I broke my back. And I was in Germany running a Christian youth camp. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a very comedy accident. Um, and, and I broke my back. And I remember throughout the first couple of days, it was quite scary not knowing what was going on. Um, and I remember lying on a hospital bed. I remember lying on a stretcher. I remember being wheeled around. When, you, when you're lying down all the time and all you can see is a ceiling, it's quite, it is, really is quite disconcerting. But one of the songs that we had a lot at that camp was When I Was Lost. And there's a line in that song which says, I am as loved by you as I could be. And that was just so important to me that song it, it just played over and over and over and over in my brain throughout that period um and I was stuck in the hospital for nine days when I was I was flown back from Germany on a stretcher it was really quite exciting uh and then I had another six weeks of having to stay horizontal it was it was it was pretty grim but that sense of God's love and that it was complete and that I was safe in his hands was really really important to me at that time it's, yeah, that's amazing to hear Sarah and I think um, I also really have like that thing with songs that sometimes are just a, a line or a chorus just gets stuck in my head and I can't get it out and um, I yeah, had those experiences where I just um, really inexplicably just felt God's presence whether it's singing them or in um, <laughs> I used to have to drive quite a bit for work and I'd just blast out worship songs and sing away because no one could hear me singing in the car <laughs> but there were just moments you're like oh gosh these, I'm singing these words, but they're really powerful and the meaning of them um, just really felt tangibly loved by God. And um, yeah, I think you're right. It's funny. It, well, it's amazing that God speaks to us through all sorts of ways and shows us his love in so many different ways. I tell you what, that's one of the things I've missed most over this last year has been spending time in the car on my own because, yeah, <laughs> I totally do that. <laughs> and I, I don't get enough time nowadays to sing loudly in the car, which is quite disappointing. Now, mm -hmm. here, here's, a, here's a deeper question for you. That phrase, God is love. I mean, how, how do you understand that? Giving me the easy ones. <laughs> um, yeah, God is love. Um, well, I think it's ever growing, my that understanding. I think in sort of as a big general sense in that um if God is love, he has a true understanding. Um he knows what true love is and what we need. Um and if we, we don't understand that at the time, like knowing that God is love is a like to be able to stand upon that and trust that as a promise. Um is really helpful. You're like, I don't understand why you're doing this, God, but I do trust that you are love and that you know the right thing for me. Um, so yeah, something to cling on to I guess and to trust um, and know that he is love so what he's doing is in love yeah 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 and I think I think the trinity comes into play here doesn't it in that in that God is three in one um, and there's love within those different 
parts of the Trinity, I think. Yeah, that was, that is a bit of a deep question. Sorry about that. <laughs> what about the challenge for us to love then in the Bible? Because that is just as important, isn't it? We we experience God's great love for us, but then we're challenged, aren't we, to love one another as I have loved you. Um, is there a verse which particularly inspires you on that side? Yeah, I think the the several. I think the one that my mind straight went to is the um, it's often read at weddings. One Corinthians thirteen, where it's love is patient, love is kind, love is not envy, it's not proud, um, it's not self seeking, it looks after others, and so on. It goes on. <laughs> but the it, I found that as a just a um, a good way. It's just like yeah, ex- like just exploring what love is and how that looks in the way we act and behave towards one another. Um, it's always a great one to come back to. I think in or thinking at how we how you might grow in a certain area or oh no actually I don't haven't been patient with someone I need to be more patient like asking for help to be more patient through the Holy Spirit and I find it's a helpful sort of verse to keep coming back to to remind myself of what love should be like absolutely and patience is the one thing when people have asked me over this last year what they can pray for for me it's always been patience because <laughs> I think this year has tried our patience hasn't it in 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 so many ways in in people living in all sorts of different circumstances for me it's the fact that there's four males in this house and yeah I think I require superhuman levels of patience to deal with that (laughs) fabulous say they are in every way um now I'm not I'm not this next question is not coming from that honestly (laughs) my next question is what about when it's hard to love people because sometimes it can be can't it there's some people who it is really hard to love um how do you cope when you're in that situation yeah you're right isn't it some people you just click with and you get on you're like oh I can I can be yeah you can show love to them because you knew them well and you enjoy similar things and those sort of things yeah it really can be um easy and then yeah you're right you meet some people and you're like oh god really (laughs) like I've got to love this person too (laughs) um and I guess part of it is there is is acknowledging that isn't it saying to God oh, I'm struggling I'm really struggling to um love this person in the same way that I love my friends um and I think for me often getting to that point of acknowledging that before God and saying I'm sorry I'm I'm really struggling can you give me show me opportunity where I can show grace where I can show patience where I can just be that go out my way just to be a little bit um, kinder um and I think, yes, for me, it starts in prayer and, and acknowledging before God and saying, I'm sorry, but can you help me? Show me a way, give me an opportunity um, to be able to do it so that I can get to know them better and see them through your eyes. I often pray that God help me see this person through your eyes, um, not my eyes. Yeah, that is that is so true that prayer is the key. I mean, for me, I can think of one particular situation where it, it wasn't that type of prayer, but it was more a prayer for that person as, as well that really helped to transform my attitude to them it it wasn't I was asking for a transformed attitude but the process somehow of of praying for them in the situation that they were in which helped in turn to transform my attitude so prayer does change us doesn't it and I think getting to know them and there's lots of people I'm prejudged I mean like oh they're they're this kind of person then I've heard an aspect of their story and I'm like oh I'm so sorry I just judged you for <laughs> this one thing and actually hearing you it's like just made me see you in a whole new light and um, help me yeah, have greater understanding and empathy with you and um, so I think really is making that time to try and get to know people. 
Well, Miriam, it has been fantastic chatting with you. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much to talk about, isn't there, really? When we're thinking about love, I think God's love, our command to love, and actually at this time, for such a time as this, how hard it is being separated um, from those that we love. Uh, but it's been a really, really interesting conversation. So thank you. And, and I guess the challenge, the thing to ponder really is next week we're talking about perseverance and maybe how do we persevere in love might be something to ponder over the coming week so thank you